Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit fightradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Sherry Sterling Fernandez, and she is author of Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. For nearly three decades, Sherry Sterling Fernandez has been a speaker, a teacher, a mentor, and is now the author of Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. Sherry and her husband, Ken Fernandez, are a rags-to-riches story. Against all odds, they found success, not only financially, but in each of the eight areas of life mastery, physical, spiritual, relationships, education, motivation, money, lifestyle, and character. The Life Mastery Program is a result of their careful study of the principles of success and a lifetime of practicing those principles. What makes Sherry unique in her ability to teach personal development is the years of study and practice she has invested to master the principles she now teaches. It all began in 2009 in the midst of the recession when Sherry opened up a fitness boutique, Fitmania, and a personal development business, Fit Life, that grew rapidly and transformed lives. Out of that emerged Sherry's life personal um, life mastery training, the Life Mastery Mentoring Program, and Sherry's powerful new book, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward Infinite Potential, which we're going to learn about today. And they all focus on achieving full life mastery in those key eight areas. However, Sherry often observed that people in personal transformation programs leave excited and vowing to change only to slip back into old habits without a practical, practical, accountable way to implement that change. A solution to that is what life mastery brings to the discourse. Sherry maintains that the formula for life mastery is contentment plus progress equals happiness striving continually toward your infinite potential. And she has the method to keep you in that sustained process of achieving, becoming, and celebrating. For more information, you can visit her website, which is lifemasteryinfo.com. And again, that's lifemasteryinfo.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Sherry to the show. Good day, Sherry. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And how about yourself? I'm very good. Good day. Beautiful life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. We, we're, we're a little wet here in the south <laughs> today, but that's okay. Oh, Rainy <laughs> days are, are kind of fun. <laughs> we'd, like some, we'd like one of those. I'm in the west, and we would really like a few rainy days. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Boy, I, I wish that we could just kind of move, move the little water flow a little bit. That would just, it would help everybody out, I think, in the long run. <laughs> Balance things yeah, out. spread it around a little well, bit. Exactly. Well, let's, let's talk about, um, first, life mastery. So can you um, explain just what's the basic premise of life mastery? 
the basic premise is that, and it's not just a premise, <laughs> it's a truth, is that we're happiest when we're progressing, when we're moving. We, we all have so much potential, infinite potential, potential we could never reach in this life, but that journey towards that potential is when we're happiest. And if we're stagnant, slipping back, we're not really ever stagnant, we're just slipping back and moving forward, right? That isn't a happy, that isn't a happy place. So to keep striving to move forward is not just for your own happiness, it's a gift to the world to be improving yourself, but happiness, that's where that comes from, is, is progression, what you're becoming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell us a, a little bit, I, I kind of mentioned in the introduction about um, fit um, mania and fit life. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, and kind of what led you and Ken to get on this path of life mastery? Uh, yeah, I started, and I tell a little bit of bits and pieces of my life. I did have a kind of an unusual childhood. I didn't feel like a rags uh, story at that time. In fact, my family had some moments when they were quite well to do, and then when my parents divorced, my mother was very ill-equipped to support us and take care of us. 1962, 63, 64, you know, divorced mm-hmm. women. It wasn't popular, and, and she had four little girls and made the mistake of marrying one of those classic abuser-type people. So that was all kind of weird, but uh, I came out of that still feeling like life was great and I was special and the world was, you know, I had all kinds of opportunities. I didn't know what they were, but I just figured there were. And then I, I, I uh, we calmed down in my teen years. My parents got back together again, and, and until I got married, uh, things were calmer. But the problem there was I, late teens, early 20s, I, it was the hippie movement and the young people were on the road, right, and we were partying and we were, that was the group I was in anyway. I know people were going to school and doing the right things too, but it wasn't me. So when I got married, I had a baby, got married, another baby, and I thought, am I crazy about my husband? We really loved each other, but we just had nothing. We just were just like, how will we continue to move forward? And we were, Ken was working two jobs, and I was doing daycare of my kids, and we were still struggling to put food on the table because we'd wasted those years when you go to school and make a future plan. We had just got married with just nothing except a little bit of debt. A dab of debt, not a ton, but but at the same time, after thinking for a bit, you know, a year or two of that, I thought I I want a lot in life. I want to be, I want to have these babies and still be sexy. <laughs> I had one head, sort of another head. I wanted to have a, I wanted to have a beautiful. And I thought you don't have to be, you know, um, you don't have to lose yourself physically with having children. And then I wanted not money, not so much like I just want money and to have things, but I wanted to not have to ever limit myself because of money. Right. So I wanted mm-hmm. a money without a ceiling on it, and I wanted, I not wanted to be married, but now I am. I want the best marriage ever. This is kind of a role. I want the best of everything. I wanted to catch <laughs> up on my education. Uh-huh. And school was out of the question at that point because we did have four more children. So school was out of the question, and so I started self-education. But I just wanted everything. So I started a self-education program. I started um, a fitness program. I started doing all these things. But before I started that, I started reading. I started reading with uh, Zig Ziglar, see at the top, and I mm-hmm. started just reading books and applying the principles, so I could do, so I could consistently <clears throat> develop myself. And then my husband felt the same way. He did the same thing. We learned the principles together, and we just we started to design our life. It's basically we just decided to design a life was the life that we wanted, and we worked towards it. 
And uh, probably about mm, 13 years, I think, after we got married, we hit our first million dollars. And beautiful family, doing well, beautiful marriage, and we just have continued to grow from there. That was just kind of the kind of a turning point where it's like, oh, look, we really are doing well, and I've continued to grow from there. So all those eight areas, I mean, I'm not just not to be like an arrogant, I mean, I'm all working on all of them still, right? We're always, we're never done, but I really did find success in all those eight areas in a measurable degree, and so I felt like that qualified me to teach how I'd come from way back there with nothing, mm-hmm. no idea how to get anything to having achieved all that. And it was a plan. It was, it was through daily, building daily habits and study, and we didn't just get lucky. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when reading your book, you can tell that a lot of thought goes into um, creating, you know, that what you want to see, you know, I mean, and and it's um, disciplined, you know, very disciplined. So we're going to get into that. But um, so, yeah, you can tell that, you know, you work toward it, you know, you kept it in mind and you work toward it. So um, what do you feel makes Life Mastery, um, you know, the program in, in the book, different from other development books that are out there? Well, there's several things. One thing is um, there's a lot of people trying to tell you how to live, but they haven't done it themselves. So I, I feel like one thing that's unique about my book, I'm 65. People aren't going to start writing books and teaching at 65 typically, but uh, I have lived it, and I've taught it for years. I've watched it in other people's lives. The things that I teach there I know to be true. I know it through my own experience which is the only way you can really, really know something, right, is through your own experience. And then what I've watched my clients do with the same information. So I lived it and proved it first before I wrote the book. So I think that's a little bit unique. And uh, the other, did, one of the main things that makes it really unique is that I'm particularly... Did I lose you there? I'm like, are you still there? Did you lose me? Um, hmm, can you hear me? Hold on, folks. Let me see here. We have I'm, a little... I can oh, hear you. Go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I lost you there for a second. Yeah, but, I, did. But I don't know what we're happened back. there. Okay. I, I could hear you. I don't know. Okay, so the first thing was some... that, that I lived it. Mm-hmm. The second mm-hmm. thing was um, that I was, we, Ken and I, even though we didn't have much money, we made it, we scratched up the money to attend seminars and events and trainings of different kind to help us achieve our goals. Uh, but I was always frustrated, mostly motivational kind of events that I was all motivated, but I just kept thinking, well, tell me what to do. <laughs> I can understand, you know, I, I, I get the motivation part. I'm ready to go. I could sort out what to do as far as in what kinds of ways I wanted to grow because I knew what I wanted. They weren't very specific about that, but I could figure that part out. But tell me how to do it. That's what I really need. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a plan. Give me, tell me, I'll go do it. You just tell me what to do. I'll go do it. I had to find that part out myself. I mean, I did get some help, obviously, from different places, but uh, there's no brand new principles in there. They're all established, but I had to really seek those out. So what I feel like is unique about life mastery is there's the motivation. There's also the what. What areas do I need to do? How do I need to improve? There's ideas on that, but then most especially, here's some tools. Now, I'll grant you, I'm sure that the part three with the tools, the how is probably not the most interesting part, but it's the most (laughs) important it is. It is. I mean, you know, to me, um, that has always been one of my um, 
biggest, um, I guess, letdowns in some of uh, the books on self-development is in when they don't give you at least an idea <laughs> on the how, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's like, me, you know, it's frustrating. Like, okay, I'm ready to go, but now what do I do? And so that uh, there may be better motivators than me, or there may not be. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. But but I give you a how, and I think it's very, very rare in the personal development. Yeah. Book, or a lot of books that are written now, this is, and this is, I'm not, this is not a criticism, it's just how it's done. Somebody writes a whole entire book on just this one principle. I find myself frequently getting partway through the book and saying, I got it. <laughs> you know, I don't need to hear any more. Like, yeah, and so it's just, it's separated out. It's just this one yeah. thing like, okay, developing yeah. habits, but okay. But it leaves the other parts out. And that's another common thing too nowadays. So now we have motivating writers and speakers, or we have somebody just one thing that they teach, but leave out the other parts. So, yeah, I, I think if there's yeah. a mistake and made any error in writing life mastery, it's probably too much information. But I wanted somebody to be able to pick up the book and start from beginning to end. Why should I do it? What should I do? And how do I do it? And that was important to me that yeah. I put all those things in there, or I didn't want to write the book. Yeah, and I like the way that you laid it out like that. Um, the the why, what, and how. Um, and you know, the one thing is too is that you. Um, uh, you you can modify, you know. I mean, some of the, the suggestions and, and you know actions that you suggest are, are different. Um, people can um, modify them to their particular lifestyle or their particular likes. You know, but that's one thing too. Is you don't you you can define the plan for yourself. Modify the plan for yourself. In fact, I would. I wouldn't want anybody to do it any other way. Not so much the tools, but the tools work. So just do the tools yeah. because, it, you know, there's no sense in trying to do your own thing when I've already proved this work. But what you're going to do with them, like the, when I work with mm-hmm. a client, the very first thing I want to know is what is it you want out of life? Let's work towards your goal. So uh, even on these chapters on what things to work on, they're just ideas to get you thinking. They're not saying you should do this. You exactly. Should do this, you should do this. Yeah. Like you should not saying people to tell people you should do anything is ridiculous. But I just want I wanted to hear some things to think about in spirituality. Right. Here's some things to think about your health. Here's some things to think about your relationship. And then you can uh, you can get thinking about it and decide what you want, which may be entirely exactly. different than anything I've written there, but at least get you thinking. So yeah, definitely yeah, don't find yeah. your own dreams, your own goals. But here's the tools. Yeah. And sometimes people will say, well, I'm just not a person that writes things down or, or tries to track things. Well, that's fine. You don't have to be that kind of person, but you won't get the results. Right. If, you, if you try to modify that part, you're not going to get the results. Yeah, yeah. There's there's certain things. It's the actions that kind of you know that made things come into you know come to fruition. So um, now right. I want to go into just a, a little bit of detail um, on the, the 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 why, what, and how. I mean, just things that as I was going through the book that kind of stuck out to me. Um, first of all, um, in the why, you know, and you start with why, and, and I, I, it's probably because that's what motivates us. I mean, that's the, the very basis of what we do is why. If you don't have a strong why, because the, the work of personal development, I like it, just the day-to-day habits, but it can be mundane. Somebody's like, why am I doing this stuff? If you don't have a really strong why 
or have not defined your why, then the day-to-day work, you're going to quit because you don't have enough reason. I've used this example a lot. I just really, I really love this. Uh, this was happened just with one of my clients just yesterday. Uh, he's young, young and single, and he said he's great, <laughs> wonderful, really jumping in leaps and bounds. We said, I'm having a trouble with too much time on social media. I'm like, who that is it? And his phone generally. <laughs> and um, uh-huh. so he, we talked about some ideas on how he said, how can I get a candle on this? Right? We all, a lot of us have that problem, right? We just want to pick up our phone, every babysit our brain every five seconds, and pretty soon you're on Facebook and you've gone down the rabbit hole. So that was kind of what he was experiencing. And I said to him, Remember, all because we already done the big dreams list, right? He has all these big goals and dreams. Remember, when you're on Facebook, it isn't helping your dreams come true. You're not. So if we can remember what our dreams are, the dreams that we want, we're, we're, we'll stay focused on what we're doing. So that's his trick. He's just going to remember when he starts getting on Facebook, this isn't helping my dreams come true. I should go do something that's going to help me get further than Facebook or whatever it is. So that's kind yeah. of one example yeah. of how that works. And you remember why you're doing it. Uh, if you're at the gym and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sick and tired of doing whatever it is, push-ups <laughs> or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, oh, wait, yeah, uh-huh. I'm really looking forward to those nice pecs and good shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. And, and fit. This is what I want. So just remembering uh-huh. that why we do things. And I do offer three in the why section, three um things to work through that help strengthen your why but of course everybody's why is going to be a little bit different in the particulars but if you have a if you have a big dreams list which my client yeah. did and that's what he wanted to do so life is short you want as much as you can and you want to be excited have things to be excited about that helps having a mission yeah. statement so you're like i owe to the world i've got to do this thing because i want to get back it's my mission to do whatever it is so i've got to do these things and then also, as you develop your own personal constitution of who you want to be, I want to be this person, this governing values that I have. I want to be that person, and I have to do these things because I really want to be that human being. So those are three why-strengthening um, activities that you can do and, and hold on to it. But, yeah, if you don't have a good why, you just not you – know, when I'd have people join uh, sign for the gym, if they came in because they wanted to look good for the beach – or frequently right. people would sign up if they want to look good in time for their wedding. Unless they already had the <laughs> right. habit, they didn't make it a month. Right. You know, they didn't hardly even make yeah. it. Yeah. If somebody came in and they're yeah. like, I'm not going to live to see my children grow up if I don't do something. Or right. I need to set right. an example for my daughter. Or I, this is not the person who I, I do not look like the person that I feel that what? I am and I can't, mm-hmm. it's painful. Then they have a good chance of making it. You just have to have a significant yeah. why to keep going. Exactly. Now, in the book, you had an um, a interesting story when you were talking about why. And um, I would like for you to share it because um, I just think that it's um, illustrative of, of the individuality of why. And that was the one about the bricklayers, you know, in the cathedral. Um, the, oh, the rebuilding the saint. But, yeah. Can you... Kind of just roughly, you know, tell us, you know, that, what, you know, that particular anecdote. That story. You want to tell the story or, yeah. or what are the meaning of it? Okay, that's right. Yeah. So it's, well, the uh, story. It's yeah, the story. story. It's been around mm-hmm. for forever. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the, there's three brook layers, and I think it's a cardinal or somebody that comes along and he says, you know, to the first one, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm laying bricks to feed my family. I've got to do this in order to eat, right? And, um, not a very compelling why, needful, but not very compelling. 
And the next guy is, he said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm building this wall, building this cathedral, and more compelling, but still not maybe deeply moving. The third guy says, I'm building a cathedral to my God. Much more, how much better is the work going to be? How much more committed are you going to be if you have a grand goal at the end rather than just getting yeah. through the day, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and I, you know, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, because it's... Um, one of the it's just one of those examples of how you know people would look at a same task differently and yeah the um now in 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 your book you also talk about expanding your why so what what do you mean by that well those would be those three activities i give expanding your why okay. we all have our own why okay. i want to do this okay strengthening uh, but mm-hmm. those three activities mm-hmm. would be yeah those would be the expanding oh, yeah. your why okay. activities so you can just so, um, because you, I can't, in a book, help you find all your whys, but here's three things. Right. Mm-hmm. What I want in life, mm-hmm. who I want to be, and what I want to do for others. Those three things can help strengthen my why. So it's not just, you know, so I can travel Europe or whatever, which is fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Wrong with that, but so you have some yeah. bigger, more lofty things to think about. Yeah, well, it, it just seems that it um, adds depth or you know, right, adapt exactly. to what well, what it is that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a um, step to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, also a part of that was um, values. Um, you had a section on um, written governing values. So you talk about the role values play mm-hmm. into the why. Yeah, that's a part about being, who am I, like, who do I want to be? What do I value in life? Uh, was it important to me? And if I, this is really important to me to be a certain kind of person, and it can be uh, anything from uh, um, having a, a, a relationship to being happy to helping at serving other people, whatever it is, this is the person that I want to be. Well, if I want to be that person, I'm going to have to work on it. Because guess what? None of us are just we're, – we're pretty – we have to work on just about everything that, to improve ourselves, right? We just don't come out of the womb loving, serving, giving, uh, smiling, laughing, helping, <laughs> you know, having, having strong <laughs> character. We, just, we, we have to learn how to be those people that require some effort. So I have to make the daily habit of uh, getting outside myself and serving other people. I have to be that person, you know, whatever the governing values are for you. Um, My governing value is my my spouse and loving and commitment to them. I have to do something about that. I have to be the kind of person who knows how to give love, and that takes development. You just can't just say one day I'm going to be that kind of person. (laughs) It would be nice, (laughs) but we have to actually work at becoming that person. Right, yeah. And now is it – is it? Do you feel it's necessary to have them written down? I mean, is it? Um, yes. Or yes. okay. Yes. Yeah. With the the writing down, and I don't mean typing it on your phone, but the actual act <laughs> of writing something down solidifies it mm-hmm. in our brain. I don't know what it is. Maybe the law of the universe as well. It definitely solidifies it in our brain. But there's something about writing it down. They've done these studies. It's been a while since I've read one of them, but they've done these studies where, like, they'll have people say what they want to have accomplished in this year and all other people write it down and then they'll put the list away. They don't even look at it again. At the end of the year, they check and see who's done uh, who's done the most and the people who've written them down, even though they forgot about most of them, 
always accomplished far more than the people who didn't that didn't write it. And I don't know why I was talking to a uh, a gal earlier today, and she had asked me. She was really intrigued with the big dreams list and writing mm-hmm. it down. And I told her how I had written. This has happened to me so many times. If you look at my list, I, most people are really pretty amazed at the things I've been able to do. Um, I had written down, for example, I had written down visit the Galapagos Islands. Now I had not done that yet, but. I've been kind of discouraged thinking it's getting harder to go there, more restrictions, it's very expensive, how will I do it? I don't know how to make this happen. I haven't really tried very hard yet. And then I get this phone call from my sister, and she said, I found a cruise, a 50-person cruise that will take you to the Galapagos Islands. The permits are all handled. Everything's handled. And besides that, we could do Machu Picchu, which I've not done yet, and a couple of other countries. And I'm like, sign me up. It was expensive. But see, I, if I don't, if it had been written down, maybe she read it in my book. I, mean, I don't know why she called me, but she did. And uh, I believe no. because I had it written down there. Yeah. If yeah. I just thought about well, it, I think that would have ever happened. Yeah. Now, how often do you change? Do you change? Now, I, I, I noticed, I think I read once where you had one and you had dropped it off, but, but it kind of came back. So how often do you adjust <laughs> that list? Um, not, I, I mean, I add to it all the time. I don't drop things very okay. often, but sometimes you put something okay. on there and you're like, I mean, you seriously, not, don't ever drop it because you don't think you can do it. I mean, please never drop one because you, you can do it, but drop it if it doesn't really interest you anymore. I'm like, I really thought I wanted to do that, wow. but I don't really think I do. That's the reason to drop it. I, I'll have okay. clients when they first start these lists and they'll be like, oh, I can never do that. Or I can never afford that. No, you put that down there anyway. Because you don't know that that's true, and so put it on the list, but don't drop it for those reasons. But yeah, and then of course you check things off. But what I found is I go do one thing. We did the Tour Mont Blanc, uh, Tour de Mont Blanc, did that hike, and then since then I've gotten two other hikes like that that I want to do, uh, long you know ten day kind of hikes. I want to do one in Turkey and one in Portugal, and I never considered that until I'd done the Mont Blanc one. So once you do one big dream. It's like they multiply like rabbits. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, now I want to talk a, a little bit about, um, you know, that was all in kind of the Y section. Those are the things that caught my yeah, attention. That was the y section, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and we're going to take a break in a, a few minutes. But before we do, I want to just touch on the what. You know, in your book, you have that particular section broken down into, like, life mastery of the physical self, spiritual self, relations. So you you broke it down to these keys that you, that we kind of mentioned um, in, in the introduction. So um, can you tell us, um, I mean, is that – um, was that the, the whole idea is just to focus on those keys and for people to create programs for themselves in each of those areas? Yeah, you know, if you don't, uh, if you focus on t- most uh, personal development stuff works generally aims towards business or money. If you spend all of your time and energy working on your business and your finances or whatever it is, your pursuit of wealth, let's say, uh, and you arrive at your goals, if you don't have, if you're not taking care of your relationships, your body, your spirit, your education, you're going to find out it costs you too much. Yes, you're successful in that thing, but you're not really successful. You lost your, your marriage or you've lost your health or you 
you only know this one thing. You're not you're boring to talk to because you only know this one thing that you've done. I have client. I could coach because I've got enough experience in business, in relationships, in fitness, of course. There's a long number of areas I could just coach somebody just in that area, but I won't do it because if I have them be really, really successful here and they don't take care of the other things, that's not happiness. And my goal is to help my clients and now my readers be happy. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy if you just yeah. some balance like that. So those are eight areas that I've found. And what's really, what's really interesting about that is if you really work on all the eight areas, you actually have a better foundation and more likely to be successful in all of them or any, or any of them than if you just focused on that one thing, interestingly enough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, really, yeah, well, you know, it it, it just um, addresses the fact that there are so many different facets to our life, you know, that, you know, that are, you know, focusing on one, you know, is to the detriment of other areas. I mean, you know, you... Yeah. You kind of have to, uh, and you don't have to, but it's, it, it's um, a balanced approach, you know, would seem to be steadier, you know, and, and in, in the long run, I would think, create less issues from areas of neglect. Right. Yeah, you can think of it just yeah. as a simple scenario. You can see an everyday common scenario. You see it all the time. Is, so maybe you have this, this uh says so a man is pursuing his, he's got this business and he's just working, wants to make this for his family and he's working day and night to make this business happen and neglects his marriage. And then there's friction at home and maybe the kids are misbehaving. But if that same person reduces his hours, works smarter instead of longer, and then gives some attention to the relationships at home, now the spouse is supportive, more supportive. It's not demanding the kids are better behaved everything is smoother to get more family support from his family rather than resistance and so now he can go with a you know full support of his family and he can be more successful and that's just that's a kind of obvious example there's but it's going to be true if i if i am spiritually fed and i have peace in my heart how much better will my relationships be how much easier will it be to be good with my clients and my customers how much better will I, how much more inclined am I going to be to take care of my body if I've taken care of my soul? Or if I'm educated, if I'm reading every day on, on, in my field, how much better am I going to be when I go to work? If I spend time educating myself, how much better can I serve my clients, my neighbors, my family? Yeah. So if you just take care of everything, and everything actually affects everything. Every time we make a decision of any consequence, it's going to affect all those eight areas. At some level, right? Even though we exactly. don't quite think so. No, that's true. Very much. And and if if we can, you know, put a little bit of awareness to to each of those areas, that um, helps give us a, a more well-rounded picture of what's going on. So, yeah. Well, we're going to take. Um, we're yeah, we're about halfway through the show, um, Sherry, so I want to take just a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the very first one um, in that section of what was the life mastery in physical self. And, and I'm assuming awesome. <laughs> that a lot of that had to do with that fit life and fit mania aspect, but I want to yeah. talk about that when we come back, okay? Okay, that'll be great. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. 
Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Sherry Sterling Fernandez, and we're talking about um, her life work, as well as her new book, Life um, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. Again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is lifemasteryinfo.com, lifemasteryinfo.com. Okay, with that, we're back. Sherry? Hello. Uh, Hello. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so um, one of the things that intrigued me is you spent a lot of time um, in the book, relatively speaking, um, with the, the topic of life mastering and physical self. So... And again, because of your, you know, the focus of, you know, your work and that kind of thing, tell us about, you know, why you have it in there and why you feel it is so important. Um, so when I, um, one of the reasons I started FitMania was also to have an opportunity for personal development, uh, to do the personal development side. And there was not a forum where I could do that working for somebody else. So I started my own business doing that. Uh, what I discovered, uh, first I would say, well, let's work on whatever it is that you need to work on first. But what I found is, is our fitness clients, we have a very, very effective program we had, by the way. We just really made a difference in a lot of lives and, and lifestyle changes, not just temporary changes. But what would happen is once they got this under control, they were ready for something else. And I realized that that was the starting point for most people was the physical. If they, get, if they can get the physical down, I think partly because it helps develop the discipline and then they get the confidence they need. But I don't know what it is. There's something about doing the body, this instrument through which we feel and move and think and grow, getting that kind of tuned up that makes us want to go on and see what else we can do and see what else we can accomplish. So I put physical in the book first. It's also there's a lot of misinformation. There's a ton of misinformation out there, people trying to make a dollar off of other people's misery. So I really felt like I needed to really lay out the truth of fitness. And it took me a long time to find that myself. I struggled a little bit, not in a large way, but somewhat with my weight over the years. And uh, when I found the answers, I thought it was so simple, I needed to share it too. So I, I uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time on that. So I can hope 
I don't just sound like another person with a different kind of an angle or an angle or something to sell. I have nothing to sell in my fitness information, just the truth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and with 10 years of experience in teaching it to other people, I know it's the truth. And it's so simple. I mean, yeah. it's so obvious once you read it. So many people say, oh, that's so obvious. Yes, it is obvious. It's just been blurred by all of the ads and the snake oil salesmen and all the things going on out there. Oh, I know, I know. And, you know, it feeds into the, you know, the, that natural desire for self-improvement, you know, physically so, mm-hmm. physical self-improvement. You know, I think people, you know, generally want to look and feel better, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, they do. It, it just the road, road to getting there is, you know, and, and the reasons for getting there is kind of shifting and hard to sometimes bend down. But one of the things I liked about that section in particular is, is just the, kind of the light way that you put things. Like, for example, you know, you talk about when to eat, that food is fun, um, a, few ru- a few rules for getting the right fuel. Um, so it, it really, um, there's short um, sections that, again, I think provide that seed for thought for people to, you know, when it comes time to creating that next meal, you know, maybe there will be a, a thought from, from that. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the book that, you know, to change lives, hopefully people will think as they read it, they'll think a little bit more. You just said you like those things about it. The reason I, I think people like that is like I said, they'll look, read it and they say, or when I teach people these things, they're like, well, that makes so much sense. That seems so obvious. Um, so I think that's probably what you read. It seems obvious that we should love food, right? Yeah. We're designed to love food. Um, right, it seems obvious right. we should eat the things that we're designed for our bodies. That seems obvious uh, once it's actually yeah. kind of spelled out for you. But it's gotten lost yeah. in the diet plans and the stuff that goes on out there. Yes, yes, all that chatter, all that chatter that goes on. Yeah. Um, um, now, all the fitness one, noise is, is that, huge. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, now, the, the third segment of that, the how, um, in that particular one, you talk about, you know, goals and action steps. And, and I, again, I do like that, you know, as you mentioned, having that ability to, you know, have suggested actions, you know, that, that one can, you know, work into their daily routine. Um, now, in that particular section, I want to talk a little bit about goals. Um, in that one, you talk about finite and infinite goals. So can you tell us the distinction between the two? Uh, yes, I can. Um, so most of our goals really, if you really, I, uh, we, I believe in dreaming big. I mean, what do you really want for, let's say, your relationship, your primary relationship? I want a loving, sexy, companionable, close, warm relationship. With, and you can't even hardly put word, enough words to it, right? You've got a vision of what mm-hmm. you want this relationship to be. Uh, the same thing, a spiritual goal. I want to understand, have a spiritual peace and maybe grow closer to my divine source, whatever that is. Or even fitness, I want a ripped, rock and hot body the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, that's really what you want, isn't it? So if you try to make those, those are all infinite goals, really. There'll be things you'll work on your whole life. But then once in a while you come along, you're like, I want to run a marathon. Or I want to climb Mount Fuji. Or... I want to visit Europe or, you know, those kind of things. I want to start my own business. So those kind of goals would be finite. They're not, they're going to have a, an end to them. You're going to eventually oh, okay. start your own business. You're going to eventually have climbed Mount Fuji. 
you'll, def, you'll eventually run the marathon, right? So then those are finite. But the other goals, we'll be always working on those. We'll refine them regularly. Each time we start our new tracking sheet or reset our goals for the next month, we'll say, you know, I'm going to up my workouts by 10 minutes or I'm going to add another um, another uh, little more cardio or I'm going to do this or that to my fitness goals and we're going to change them, but they're still always going to be there. We're always going to have fitness goals. We're always going to have relationship goals. We're always going to have, because we have to work on them for forever or we're not going to get the thing that we want. And we get it along yeah, the way. Yeah, very- of course, it's not like there's some finite thing at the end. Oh, now I finally have the relationship I want. You get to enjoy that along the way. Yeah, yeah. That you know that did and I that explain was, that well? When you mentioned, yeah, you did. And when you mentioned that monthly reset, that you know that was was going to kind of be my next question is you know how often do you change you know change the goals because you know life hand you know hands us all kinds of curveballs you know and um, sometimes the goals that we set need to be adjusted just you know. Yeah. No, and, I, and, I would think, and, and I think that might be more, in your terms, adjusting the finite goals, though the infinite overall would still remain the same. Would that yeah, be a good? Yeah, the goals will always remain the same. They will, but there's okay. still going to be mm-hmm. things you're going to adjust every month. So uh, it breaks down like this, 90 days to accomplish something of significance. If I want to be able to do 100 push-ups on my toes, 90 days might, you know, well, your goal should take it, it's set high enough. It should take you 90 days to do that. Or whatever the goal is, I'm going to put so much money in savings or whatever the thing is you're trying to do. 90 days is a good chunk of time to set a goal and work on it. But then monthly, we reevaluate, start our tracking sheet. You know, talked about tracking sheets in there. And I can tell you more about how you can get those in a minute. But we write our goals for the month. These are the things I'm going to do every day. I'm going to work out so many minutes or I'm going to do this kind of a workout and I'm going to save this much money and I'm going to call my mother once a week. I got all these written down on my tracking sheet. Then the next month I might say, you know, I'm going to up my push-ups by 10 a day or I'm going to, I should call my mother twice a week or I'm going to add drinking more water now to my list of things that I'm going to do. Then we do that for a month and then the next month, new month starts, brand new tracking sheet. We reevaluate. Maybe I set my goal too hard last time. Maybe uh, mm. this actually happened. Maybe that much water is too much. I can't, I'm not getting 70 ounces. I think I'll go to 60 ounces a day and let's see if I can do that, and then I'll back it up to 70 next month. So we just reevaluate for the month, set a new month tracking sheet, and we work on that for a month. But the, and those would be action steps. They wouldn't be really the goals. They would be the action steps that we're making to get those big lofty goals that we have. Yeah. Since you were talking tracking sheets, you do have um, a link. People can download them. So would you mind sharing that with the listeners? Yeah, you can go to lifemastery.com, lifemasteryinfo.com, I'm sorry, and you can download these. We have a special offer right now. Um, if you text Life Mastery at 877-373-0596, you can also get a 15-minute uh, phone call with one of our mentors, and they can just help you go through the, oh, no, um, let me back that. Okay, that's the assessment. We have that for the assessment. So if you want to fill out the assessment and have somebody talk to you about it, we have that offer. If you just want the tracking sheets, you can download those from Life Mastery. Just you can just download those, and they're available. And you might as well use those instead of reinvent the wheel. They're free, 
and I make, I've made those mm-hmm. free, yeah. free to people for years. Yeah, well, you know, and, and the thing about that is that people can get an idea. You know what I mean? They get an insight into exactly what we're talking about. And so, yeah, I love those free resources you have, uh, the tracking sheets, um, assessment, and then you also have one on suggested reading, too. So that's very helpful for people right. who want to explore even further. Um, so when you mentioned 90 days, now is um, that the time period when that it normally takes to – establish a habit or to break a bad habit to, to change the habit. <laughs> it's a really good start. It's enough time to know okay. if that's a habit you want, okay. if you set up too high or too low. People say you can develop a habit in twenty one days. I don't believe that. I don't I in my experience that does not happen. It's enough time to change your mind and say I want a habit, do it enough that you, you decide this is for me. But it's not really enough. It, it to develop any significant habit takes really a long time. Uh, but you just, that's why tracking it every day really helps so that you really track the habit and you, you, you can, a lot of people set these goals like New Year's resolutions, but they don't have a plan, right? And now you can track mm-hmm. it every day, you do it every day, you make sure you're doing it every day, and you do it month after month on your new tracking sheet, and you become eventually, after some months or really probably even years, you become just that person. Right. So in other words, you go from this is something I do. Okay, I work out every day. This is something I do. But you do it long enough and you don't, you just become a person who works out every day. Or I'm going to quit eating sugar. So I'm just going to track that for so long. But you give it enough time, you do it long enough. You're just a person. You don't have to be like, no, no, I won't try to look at my check on my chart or I'm trying to not eat sugar. No, no, I'm just, it's not tempting to me. I'm just not a person who does that. So you become from something you do to something that you actually are, that's who you are. Does that make sense? So you kind of move it. Now you can't do that 21 days. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) I understand, yeah. But, um, but you know, the idea is there is to definitely get the pattern started. (laughs) So Yeah, it gets um, the start. Right. That's very well put. It gets the pattern started, you know, in a tracking sheet 30 days or a month. So that's a really good uh, time frame uh, because you can track it for that month. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, your um, Life Mastery Training Program, the the Mastery Mentoring Program. So tell us about that program and then how does mentoring differ from coaching? You know, there's a lot of people out there doing life coaching. So can you tell us specifically about your attention? There's there's a couple of differences in what we do because now we have people who actually are practicing the things that they're teaching, um, and they work more as a mentor rather than uh, life coaching. Life coaching was a good term a few years ago, but now everybody who's selling vitamins to doing whatever is a life coach, right? And but it's more. But even if they're not doing the vitamin selling thing or whatever it is, they're just like it's sort of a become a raw raw go get them kind of a thing without that person actually teaching any skills, teaching any practices, and doing mm-hmm. them themselves. So all of our mentors are people who track every day, who have their own mission statement, who have their big dreams list, who have their, their governing values, who are still doing all these things, who are, who are writing their affirmations every day, who keep a satisfaction checklist. These are people who have found success in that and continue to do it, and now that they're teaching somebody else to do it. And I think that's the difference. They're not teaching skills or things that they don't do themselves and not found success. And they're teaching real skills. They're not just, let's talk. 
These are real skills that, that we're teaching. So you're more like you're mentoring somebody else to do the things you've learned to do yourself. Does that is that yeah. okay. different? That makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And there is a very definite distinction so you, that you've kind yeah, of there's a um, highlighted there. Yeah. yeah um, I don't, so I don't now, want anybody mentoring that doesn't do it themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's. I mean that's part of. Uh, yeah, the, the attraction to mentoring is is the the life experience. Right, the life experience. If this is yeah, but they have life experience on it, and and there's a plan, there's a method to what we do. We don't, we're not just uh, making it up as we go. We have a method. Yeah, yeah. So, so what would you say um, do, when you put this book together? Was there any particular part of the book that was maybe the most difficult or challenging for you to put together? Uh, yes, I'd say that was the relationships check, uh, section. It was hard to know how much uh, to put in. I, I felt um, I not wanted to put in as much about marriage as I did, but I really felt inspired that I should. It's what I, when I teach, I've done a lot, maybe more than any other topic. I've talked on marriage uh, to groups, um, seminars, that kind of thing. That might be the number one topic that I spoke on, maybe. Um, and I, but I just felt like I need to put everything that I that I taught. <laughs> I just felt like I should, so I did that. And, but I struggled with that. I struggled with putting that much in it about marriage, but I did it. So that was probably the most difficult thing. And then the how section, how to explain these tools. I struggled a little bit mm-hmm. to do that in writing. I can explain it in person. I do it all the time, but to explain it in writing so someone who I who had never been exposed to this before could use them. I'm not sure how well I did on that. I hope I did well. But that was a struggle as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, you know, it, it's just, I mean, you know, as an author, I know there are certain things that flow easier and then some that don't, you know, and, and that it, it's just, um, yeah, I just always like to find out kind of, you know, <laughs> you know where <laughs> a writer does that. So anyway, um, now, if there's anything that um, – you hope most that reader a reader will take from um, reading Life Mastery. Um, what would that be? It would be the joy that comes from developing yourself, from being better than you are. We have a, we live in a world where people are stomping their feet and demanding change here and there and everywhere. But the only real change you can really affect is yourself. And if you can make yourself a better person. Yes, you'll be happier, of course, but also you serve the world best that way. If each of us did the very best we could to be the very best person we could be, we wouldn't have the social problems, a lot of the problems that we have, right? A lot of the angst and and fuss that we have out there. It's the best way to change the world is to change you. And your children, the best way to help your children be successful isn't to nag at them and try to make them do this and that, but to (laughs) teach them how to live by watching you live. And helping yeah. them be the best they could be. If we all did that, uh, the best person we could be would be healthier. Our relationships would be healthier. Our world would be. We could heal the world that way. It's not going to happen, but we can make a dent in the well, world at least, a dent in the universe by making ourselves the best hope. we can. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, I, I yeah, there's always going to be some hope out there. Yeah, you know. But um, well, you know, I understand. And now, one of the things also too is the idea of 
mastery. You know, the the idea is, is that we will we always or always going to be mastering. We, I mean, we're always in the process of getting better. So, I mean, it's not that we master and then we're done, correct? Right. We're always going to be in a work in progress. And that's good because if we weren't, I, would, I, would, I think life would be pretty boring mm-hmm. if we didn't always have one more thing, one more hill to climb. But that sense of mastery, I love the word mastery because uh, you just think of it, if you can master the self, if you can master your own life, the power that it gives you to, uh, the, the confidence it gives you. But, yeah, we're always going to be a work in progress. We're going to always be, I hope so. I've had a little bit of, well, a lot of personal growth in a couple of areas in the last six months. I'm quite excited about that. It gets me all excited to see what else I can do. We're not going yeah, to Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. What, what's next? What's next for, for Sherry? Well, I'm um, in a <laughs> practical sense, no, a lot mastery sense. I'm, I'm going to do an. I'm going to do the audio book, of course, and uh, increase the amount of speaking uh-huh. that I've been doing. I don't know, increase the amount of coaching I'm doing. I keep that somewhat limited, and I don't really. Well, I keep it somewhat limited. So I don't do a ton of it. I do do some constantly. Keeps my feet on the ground. Um, that's professionally what I'm going to be doing, and then promoting the book, of course, because I believe in it. Personally. I've actually had quite a wonderful journey, and I'm still exploring it in at the next level of controlling what I can think about, like the ability our minds have to control pain, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, to create peace. We have so we have these brains that some people think we've only used like ten percent. Some say more. I don't know what it is. I don't know the truth of that, but I know that we don't use it all. And so I'm quite intrigued with what I've learned about the power, learned from my own experience, the power that our, our minds have if we can control it, if we can, yeah. if we can, yeah, if we can find a way to leash it uh, and, and use it. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm I've, I've, That's great, yeah. I've, I've always been fascinated with that, you know. And, and when you see, um, you know, th- how different people – can apply some of the mental skills or gifts or, or whatever, you know, it opens up your thought to, to realize that there's just so much more that we just don't know, you know, and then, right. and it's all, it's all within us too. You know, it's, it's like right there, it <laughs> just wait, yeah. waiting to be tapped. Even even the things we do physically, you do this one thing when you hard thing, you think, well, I wonder what else I can do, right? It's just every time you do something, but your mind is above all else. There's so much power in there. We could just tap into it and learn how to use it. But, yeah, it's an exciting journey too, right? You see this one thing, and it's, it makes you excited. I mean, personal development is addictive because of the excitement and the happiness that comes from it, and it makes us happy. It just makes us happy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, Sherry, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, the website, which is lifemasteryinfo.com okay. or Sherry at lifemasteryinfo.com. You can contact me that way. I respond to everything that I get. So if you want to contact me, that would be the best way to do that. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, Sherry. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I love the book, and I really love the uh, practical 
tools that you have in it to me that uh, makes it very valuable. Well, that makes me happy. I hope that your listeners will enjoy the book. And it's available on Amazon, and you can get an autographed copy starting tomorrow on our website at masterinfood.com. You can buy a, an autographed copy there. And I hope your listeners there love it. There you go. It changes their lives. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you taking time for me. Thank you so much. Have a You're wonderful day. Again, you too. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Sherry Sterling Fernandez. We've been talking about her new book, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. And again, as we mentioned throughout the show, you can find out more by visiting the website, which is lifemasteryinfo.com. And be sure to check out those downloads that she has available for you to use, tools for you to use. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.